are listening to Vantage Point Podcast, dedicated to giving godly perspective to everyday living. Let's get into this week's episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to daily living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and welcome to week four four of Summer Takeover, our Persons of Interest Reboot Series. And last week we heard from Pastor Joshua Lyle of Kirk of the Hills Church. You don't want to miss that. And if you saw at the beginning of that or heard that I was in Dallas, Texas, spending some time with family, but also got a chance to go to Spark Media Conference and the NRB, the National Association of Religious Broadcasters Convention, and met some amazing influencers and Vantage Point Podcast, y'all. Let me tell you, we were awarded the People's Choice Award. That's right, the People's Choice Award uh, for the best male-hosted podcast for 2021. So everybody that voted, Thank you. Uh, special shout out to Misty and, and her husband on an amazing event. And let me tell you, we connected with some amazing people. And just who you're going to hear in a few minutes, Shay and Michelle Watson of the Pantry Podcast. Man, I connected with this awesome couple last year uh, through some Facebook groups about podcasting. I was able to meet them for the first time and their lovely daughter, Kalia. And let me tell you, they have an amazing word for you. So without further ado, Shay and Michelle Watson, come on to the Vantage Point stage. an awesome opportunity <laughs> we get to actually be on the vantage point podcast i'm shay i'm michelle and we are with the pantry podcast yes. man it is just an awesome time just to be able to sit here with you uh, yeah this is this is our crew right here you know co-host <laughs> man we love it and you know what just because this is nick Ruffin's show i wanted to start out with a hymn now this is an icelandic hymn but not an icelandic that would be the most impressive. I wish but... we were, yeah, I wish we were there. Wouldn't that be awesome if we were there? But watch this. Our Savior chose Apostle Thee to be with him on bended knee. He charged them strictly, watch and pray, lest Satan lead your steps away. I don't even know if that's right. But hey, we got this book for a wedding gift, and it was awesome. But <laughs> So here we are. But it's so relevant, and right. he just opened it, and right. it was so relevant. So I think that that's why... <laughs> We breached into that awkward and awesome territory so that we could do that and, and, and set a tone. Absolutely. So what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight we're going to be talking about, it's actually funny, we, we've we recently revamped our own podcast to, to hone in on this a lot more. And we're like, well, let's talk about that because that's right up Nick's alley. But salt and light over sugar. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you get to those relevant relevant. Um, verses right matthew 5 13 through 16 it's just awesome it's like uh, hey hello y'all believers man we're, we're the salt of the earth right uh and watch this if salt loses its taste how shall its saltiness be restored it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under feet um that's the salt right the light you are the light of the world the city set on a hill cannot be hidden people don't light a lamp and put it under a basket Put it on a stand. It gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So see, here, here's where this goes, though. We're supposed to be salt and light, right? 
It's like you guys are supposed to be the salt and light. Now, where our title comes in, salt and light and not sugar, is we're not wanting to sugarcoat things. Right. We don't want to take what is truth, dumb it down for culture, right, and change it so that it fits a narrative that fits the world. Yeah. Um, Ephesians uh, 4, 14 through 16 is good on this because it says, it tells us that we will no longer be immature like children, tossed about in every wind of new teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Not be influenced by people who try to trick us or clever lies that sound like truth. We will speak truth in love. And that is kind of where we're, we're sitting because we grow in every way more and more like Christ when we live in the word of God. Um, and we want to live in that. That's where we want to be. We don't want to be outside of that. So what we're saying is God never said sugarcoat. He said bring salt and light to to people because that is what's going to lift them up. That is what's going to grow them. And that's what's going to bring them closer to Christ. Yeah. You know, recently I was actually having a discussion where it came to head that the intentions were good, but because of those good intentions and a true, like a wise understanding that the, the ideal audience for what they were trying to put out was not ready to hear lots of context. So they wanted to make a very simple, powerful statement that would still nourish their audience. Um, their audience being kind of elementary in the faith. Uh, and what I brought was, well, the statement was presented in a simplified fashion, but it took out the wrong things. And the thing that came to my mind when I was discussing it was, if you cut off the wrong things, you can run f- let me start that. If you cut off the right things, you can run faster. But if you cut off the wrong things, you can't run at all. Mm, right? right? So it's all about what you do cut to simplify the message. You can't cut it down and simplify it because you have a you need to lower the word counter. You don't want to be abrasive or whatever. And you end up cutting the thing that makes it true. And now it's an oversimplified statement that sounds comforting. But now the foundation isn't actually going to work. You know, and so now that brings cavities, which is the whole thing Mm. about us is we are for those who prefer salt and light over cavities because it's not just sugar. It's what does sugar cause? Because sugar in and of itself is not a big deal. Right. Even in the word, it talks about wine and honey, both things that come from sugar. They're concentrated sugar in a way. But the whole idea is what happens when you are inundated with sugar, when that's what you prefer, when that's what you're craving, when that's what you go after, and you end up with a whole lot of health issues, right? It's not just one, but cavities are one that a lot of people, when you're kids, you think about cavities, but when you're older, you think about diabetes and weight and hypertension, all those other things, but you think about cavities as a kid. And in Proverbs 13, it says, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. Wise words will win you a good meal, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. And there's so many different ways to kind of take it and segue it. But at the heart, we've talked about this before too, the tongue. What are your taste buds used to? What have you trained yourself to be accustomed to and to prefer? And it's such a slippery slope, especially in the culture that we're in right now. It's such a slippery slope. That's hard to say, by the way, Um, to (laughs) to, uh, especially on video pressure, pressure. No, but um, but it's it's hard because 
sometimes the intentions are good, but they're not God intentions. Right, right. Um, you're saying honey, right? And yeah. it, t- it takes me to Proverbs 16, 24. Proverbs. We love Proverbs, by the way, y'all. We, we, right there, Proverbs book, right? Um, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Mm, yeah. Now think about that. Gracious words, okay? Let's think about grace. Where does our power come from? It comes from the throne of grace, right? We approach the throne of grace for our strength. So gracious word, God words, words that guide us, words that take us further than what the world's words would take us. You know, gracious in the world means something completely different than gracious in God. Because some things that God says, the world doesn't want to hear. Right. And, and so really what we, we, we dial in on this is, is what is in our storehouse. We, we talk about this a lot, our commissary, however you want to look at this, your, your pantry. Hello, by the way, our <laughs> name, right? We talk about food analogies. We talk about nourishment. We talk about flourishment. We talk about a bunch of things. Because what is inside of us? Are we putting inside of us the things that are going to build people or knock people down? And when I say that, sometimes we're going to say things that people are not going to want to hear, but it doesn't mean we say them in a way that, that just creates an atmosphere from the very beginning. We say this from love. We save it in the right place, the right time, right? Yeah. When we say these things, we it's you just don't run up to somebody and be like, yo, you're messing up. No, it's like, hey, look, this is biblical truth. This is what we sit down in front of. When something comes into our atmosphere, we definitely definitely need to take it to the word of God. Right. I don't do anything anymore. I'll hear something on the news. I'll hear something from my friends at work. I'll hear something even watches from the people at church. <laughs> right. And and I'm like, cool, cool. I listen. I observe it. I, right. I, take I take some mental in. notes. I take some mental notes or, or pages of notes because sometimes I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a but minute. <laughs> I bring it back to God. I bring it back to the Holy Spirit. I bring it yeah. back to what is the interpretation that the book, that the Bible is bringing, the book of the Bible is bringing to me. Because I want to speak from that position. Right. And she's about to bust another Proverbs. I see it. I, I know. Feel it. I hear it. But Go. <laughs> I, I say this, like, if Proverbs needed a marketer or an ambassador, like, hello. Right? Because I swear. <laughs> and I think it's because it, I always say this too, it's distilled down like every piece of wisdom from the entire Bible you can find in some way here. But what you, I was about to say 14.1 and then you said something and I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I also need to read 14.15, which says only simpletons believe everything they're told and the prudent carefully consider their steps. Mm. Mm. Proverbs is all about showing you exactly what wisdom looks like right and what will lead you to utter ruin that like every analogy that they could come up with about what utter ruin looks like is mentioned there and what i was going to read was 14 1 a wise woman builds her home but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands and i think sometimes we read those statements and we're like well yeah i i'm not foolish i'm not going to tear down my house with my own hands but i think that the interesting thing there is it doesn't say that the wise woman builds her own home with her own hands but it makes sure to say that the foolish woman tears it down with her own hands which shows and emphasizes the work we do in and of ourselves for ourselves by ourselves one of my mentors recently said anything that you build you have to maintain but if god builds it He has to maintain it. And so when it comes to business, it's so important to not go in there as a kingdom business person. Even if you don't own the business, if you're just working for someone else, going in, trying to develop things on your own, 
means you're responsible for the outcome, right? Until those moments where you hand it off to God. But it's so much easier to hand him the reins and allow him to put that out there. Because often, because of how society has raised us, even if we've been a believer since childhood, society still has a hand in raising us because that's what we're walking through. And society's methods still leave an impression on us. And so often when anytime I say or think be reasonable, be Mm. logical, that's not smart. I have to take a step back and be like, why is that not logical? Is it because it goes against the word or because it goes against the world? I have to make sure that I ask myself that question because sometimes we fall back into worldly logic, worldly reasoning, and that's where the sugar falls in because we will choose things that are more comfortable, more tantalizing, um, a quicker a quicker avenue to getting something that feels good, whereas God can take you from zero to a thousand in two seconds, but he can also stretch out that pace to like to painful degrees right when we're living and walking in time but every no matter what his timing is no matter what his pace is it's perfect and it leads to something better than i can imagine Mm, right right. sugar has been so refined by man-made efforts and man-made efforts have led us to ruin with what it does to our bodies right salt they still get it from the earth they still get it from the ocean right they still have to rely on the the processes of earth whereas sugar they've refined it to such a crazy level that it's like it just shows what where the heart of man is they need more they can't get enough and so you've got all those extra crazy sugary everythings um and we have to make sure we're not falling into that trap in the spirit it's kind of funny i'm from africa so i spent a lot of time in kenya and they did studies at first, like dental programs where they're like, man, sugarcane. Because these kids, they eat sugarcane like no tomorrow. They like they rip it off and it's, it's fresh, <laughs> it's raw. And they're like, it's wrecking their teeth. Well, they did these studies. And, and you guys can look this up. I'm not, I'm not giving you the Google page, but look it up. Um, and they found out because of the fibers in the sugarcane, it was actually flossing their teeth and making their teeth better. Anyways, that was a side note. But right, the, re, right. re, the refining process, taking it from one direction, um, salt, you know, adding iodine. You know, we, mm. we also get into a problem here when the refining salts start to come in. It right, is amazing. True. We use Himalayan salt. Yeah. And everything else that we touch now Ooh. when it's not at home feels super salty. Shout out to Ruffles. Right. They kill me now. <laughs> I took one bite with Cleo. I'm like, to say girl. That. No, just well, I didn't say, I just, what kind of ruffles? I don't know. I don't know, man. I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> right. But you know, I know as you're sitting here talking, you're talking about working, right. Yeah. And putting it into God's hands. It's like, some people might be like, well, what are you doing? Just sitting back. No, work heartily. Whatever you do, work heartily. Right. Yes. For the Lord and not for yes. men. So in that statement, not for men, don't work for myself. Mm-hmm. Look, not even self. Yeah. But work for God. Um, Learn that in church real fast. You know, when you start to serve in, when you start to serve in church, you learn really fast. Don't work Lord, for men. Lord, yeah. Work for the Lord. Otherwise, you'll just be frustrated and you'll walk out of every church you go into and say, it just doesn't fit me. No, look, it's right. work. But this takes me back to Matthew, right? Matthew 5, where it says, if salt has lost its taste, how shall, it, shall its saltiness be restored? Now, think about this, guys. Salt does not it breaks down, okay? And when I say it breaks down, the way it loses its saltiness is either by chemical process or by dilution. 
That is the only way. Salt maintains itself. When you sweat it out, think about it. When you dry up, like you get that shirt and you get those little white stains in it, right? And, they, and it dries up, that's salt. No matter how you look at it, you can take salt. You put it in a cup. You mix some water into it. You let it dry out. Salt is still there. Yep. It's still salty. It's amazing. Salt doesn't lose its property. Yeah. It's it's like it just it breaks down and and how it breaks down and it also helps our body. By the way, you mm -hmm. know it's like electrolytes. It helps with stomach. It helps with a lot of the balances. It helps us hold the water. Yeah, like sodium chloride. See, it's yeah. it's together yeah. in, in its in its hard form, but when it's when it's in liquid or something else, it breaks down in its two forms. So it breaks down into sodium and it breaks down into chloride. And it has different principles on how it heals you. Keep talking science, I know. Boo. I love it, man. Keep talking. It. <laughs> Tell it. <laughs> but it's really cool. So you have the electrolytes on one side, and you've got this these other pH balancing properties on the other side. And it, and it really brings health in. Sunshine, vitamin D. Y'all, in the wintertime, why do we get sick? Because we don't go outside, or we're mm -hmm. not taking vitamin D supplements. Or you go outside I, in like 80 layers, and the only sun is coming <laughs> through your nose. Right. <laughs> Reflective off my glasses. No, just kidding. But- so here we are with this salt, but how? Okay, so now let's go into the spiritual. Right. Now let's think about this spiritually. We're the salt of the world. We're not talking about table salt now. We're talking about this message of God, this gospel, this love, this grace, this mercy, all of these good things that God has given us to share with the world. Like, why would I even want to put my light under a basket? You don't right. go in your house, turn on your lights when it's dark outside, and then cover them all up. Right. Well, unless you got like a scarf and it's... Time in the, okay, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to talk about that. This might be PG or something. Anyways, <laughs> and you make it look pretty in the room. But look, I'm, saying, I'm just saying that's a good tip, though. Ambiance. That's an ambiance <laughs> tip. Just letting y'all know. Even if you're alone and you just want to read nice and you know it's a little too bright in there, just throw a scarf. But on you it. don't throw out a blackout. Right. A blackout right, curtain. Look, you right. don't put a blackout curtain over your light because you don't want light. You turn right, it off. Right. Right. That's the point. And so what God is saying, He's saying like, look. So how do we restore this? Yeah. Okay. First of all, take the cover off the light. And shine God. Number two, right? Mm -hmm. Digest the word. Let it nourish you. Let it be what pours out of your mouth. You know, the living water that fills us up, right? <laughs> I like video, by the way. <laughs> I'll say it. I know. Nick that sounds probably, more Nick, like Nick the is, living air. I, like It sounds like the well, wind blowing. And <laughs> There you go. Okay. <laughs> by now, Nick is cut. He, he's editing this thing. He's like, oh, no. no <laughs> but listen. No, it's like... And it's filling us up. But when it gets full, right, mm -hmm. we pour out this salt and this light, these nutrients, these necessities of life. And that's where we need to be. Mm -hmm. That's where we need to be. Yeah. And you know what you were saying about, do you, does that mean you sit back and do nothing? And I think some some people, they're like, no, it means I just go. And they just kind of go. But then there's some people who they just, they're so scared to mess up that they do sit back in inaction, even because they desperately want it to be God's, but they don't know what that means, what it looks like. And because I think a lot of us, we struggle when we don't hear the audible voice of God, we struggle, right? Um, but over and over, it's like when you're delighting in the Lord, spending time with the Lord, putting your thoughts toward him and his word, and then focusing on how you're going to serve people with that salt and that light, the path becomes a lot clearer, even though it might seem random. And how does this fit in? It seems like, well, that's serving someone with the truth. That's serving someone mm, with love. Right. 
and grace. And so it kind of, it makes itself. But again, I wasn't even, I, I put the Proverbs book down and then he said something and I was like, <laughs> there's a verse in there. And it's also in 14 and it's verse four, without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. You know what a strong ox does a lot of? Poop. <laughs> and you know what a strong ox will do to a nice stable? Make it dirty. But you know who's in charge of a strong ox? Jesus Christ, right? Jesus Christ can come in and clean up the stable that the ox dirties because it's an ox. It's going to mess up, like literally, not make a mistake. It's going to mess. It's going to make a mess on the floor. But that's not the point. Because it's out there doing the work. And that's what grace is actually about is it's not a license to sin or a license to poop. We do that already. That's part of the current human experience. What it's a license to do is to keep serving, keep working, get up and go and not be so preoccupied with the poo that you can't go out and serve your owner, your master. And so that's the idea. So even if you're scared to do something because you're like, okay, you're saying to let the Lord do it, let the Lord establish it. Well, then I'm just going to sit back and let that happen. And I'm too scared to move because it could cause me to stumble. I could trip. I could fail. I could disappoint. That's not the point, right? It's messy when you go out and do the salt and light thing, but it's messy even if you don't. So I would rather go out and fumble through my life, still messing up, you know, and figuring it out, doing the salt and light thing, delivering boldly love, truth, grace, mercy, forgiveness, long suffering, then sit back and say, I don't know how to do those. I might mess up. This is too hard and tap out. Right. You know, I would rather experiment with the salt and light than just go back to a closet full of M&Ms and Oreos, which yeah, are my yeah. two things, y'all. Just letting y'all know. There's one downstairs. I know, and I've been thinking about it I'm hiding today. It. No, I know where it's at. No, no. <laughs> Not if I hide it. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I love it. No, I love what you're saying about the stable and, you know, work is dirty. Right. Um, what we do in life, what we go through in life, how we approach this. See, what we're saying here, see, this is a connection. Um, you know, we just went through the Memorial Day weekend. So we're, you know, I'm a veteran, um, fought in wars, and went through some losses you know we, we went through losses and so what she's saying is though you got to go out there see this this analogy salt and light not sugar and cavities right that means i'm not just sitting at home going okay well you know i'm good yeah no what we're saying is when you're approaching the world when you're going out and sharing the gospel go out to all the world share the gospel right when we are out discipling people what we are doing is we're sharing now, let me tell you something. You're going to mess up. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many times I went and evangelized, and you run across that dude that knows more about the Bible than you, and he's like, uh, brother, correction. And you know what? Take that correction. But see, in those corrections, in those moments, we're learning something. Because let me tell you something about this, and I'm getting back to this Memorial Day thing. Um, I served in the Army. I went to war. I lost friends. Um, I think the hardest thing that I deal with these days um, and I know that I have grace and I know that I have forgiveness and I know that, that, you know, God has, has cleansed me and, and washed me with his blood. But you know, the flesh still sits there and tries to rear its head and tell you you're worthless. 
is I know before we go into a battle, I would tell people, I see, I knew greet Jesus. I knew God. I knew that that was truth. I knew the Holy Spirit was truth. I knew these things were, that it was truth. I didn't believe in Muhammad. I didn't believe in Buddha. I didn't believe in, in, in any other God or thing that, that would be elevated above oneself. But I, I, I didn't share that they need to believe. See, I conceded to, to wanting them to feel comfortable. I conceded to wanting them to feel like they were okay in what they believed and that that was going to get them through. And so I'd stand in front of my men and tell them, I don't care what you believe in. If you believe in God or Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Buddha, you know, uh, Buddha, I said, believe in something higher than yourself because when all the rounds and all of the explosions start to go off, you'll be able to make it through because now it's not on your own strength. You're relying on some other power. And then I think about those who died. And I think about this message that I was giving to them. I was telling them it's okay to believe in other things. I was sugarcoating. And when we die without Jesus, because we know he is the way, the truth, and the life, you have to think back to those days, and sometimes they hit kind of hard. And maybe that's why I sit in the position that I sit in now, that I'm going to share this gospel. I am going to share this truth, because this is the truth that is going to get people an eternal heavenly kingdom instead of the other hell. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that, right? That's something I did. Of course, I wasn't walking right anyways. So, you know, not to throw out the excuses, I wasn't walking right anyways, y'all, during those times. It wasn't like I was going to church on Sundays and, <laughs> and, and, and at Bible studies and teaching and, you know, going to Bible college. Like, you know, it's life has changed. But it's like you just think back to, like, what if? And then God says, hold up. Like she was talking about, it's dirty work, right? Mm-hmm. We have to move forward. We have to sit there and think, like, you know, God's got me. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do things wrong sometimes. I might even do the gospel wrong sometimes. We don't know everything. Sometimes we mess up. We step out there. But you know what? Just keep coming back to that source. Keep coming back to that salt. Keep coming back to that light. Keep getting that nourishment, the tree that's by the, 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 the river, right, of living water. Let it be something that keeps nourishing you and let that fire go. Man, it, it's, it's like I want that fire. I want to share this gospel. I want it to be truth. Because if we don't share, if we don't share, man, what what impact are we having on the atmosphere around us? And 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 I know I've heard the complaints for the last year, probably more than I've heard complaints my whole life. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we want to change. Do we want to change now? Do we want to go back to what Jesus was doing, the love that he had? Yes, he flipped tables. I mean, look. He went out sometimes just to prove a point. Do not wreck my temple with nonsense. Mm-hmm. Don't wreck my temple with nonsense. I want people to come in, Jew, Gentile, you name it. I want them to come in and be able to worship God, worship me. And that is where I think we need to be. Yeah, there's a there's something that I've battled my entire Christian walk because I came to Christ through the book of Revelation. So I came in with a warrior mindset. And even now I've kind like I I still hold to that, but I'm going to shout out a children's cartoon called Bible Man. 
because my daughter loves by Bi- our daughter whom I Bible our man. daughter Bible loves man. Bible man um and the animated version y'all she hasn't seen the live action well she did once and she was like what she didn't understand the animated version is her jam and uh and so it's one that I enjoy watching with her and the whole premise is they're they're focusing on redeeming the fruits of the spirit that have been kind of put in danger by these villains with little kids and uh and the little kids are being manipulated by you know these these bad guys bible man not like very rarely ever picks up his sword and has to do a sword fight the vast majority of the time he's using Mm. the word of god which is the sword of the spirit Right. That's even in the song. The sword of the spirit is the word of God, you know, and (laughs) yes, the more I watch it, the more I get so pumped up about what our weaponry actually Mm, is. Come on. And so, so often we want to say salt, like rubbing salt in a wound don't feel good. Right. Spreading salt down in a on a field can make that soil infertile and unable to grow anything, right? So I see the wartime uses of salt. I see the ones that aren't as pleasant to think about. Like even if you put a a spoonful of salt in your mouth, you're not going to have a good day. But we use that to justify slander. We use that to justify bitterness and attacking and like just nonstop judgmental behavior and condemn like condemning behavior and and it's because from the world side that we're coming from it's in us that's how the world works that's how the world goes round and round using that as weaponry using mockery as weaponry using sarcasm as weaponry uh, one of the most effective ways to attack your opponent without ever lifting a physical finger is with mockery and jokes right comedy is a very powerful way to poison the well against your opponent and as christians we come in and we hear salt and we think that's where i want to go but like bible man shout out again to bible man the sword of truth the sword of the spirit cuts in ways we cannot expect, in ways that we could not do with any worldly weapon or any manipulative tactic. And it does things the right way. And you don't have to have a real weapon. You don't have to have money access. You don't have to have strength, physical access. The word of God is acceptable and accessible to everyone. And so when we think about using salt and light, that's not an invitation to go out there and just find someone that's sinning and just put that salt in that wound and make them feel it. It's give flavor to this dead world. This desensitized, oversensitive world. Give the flavor that's in the word of God. That comes out in your testimony. Mm. Shine a light in a dark world where people are not even used to seeing it in full color because the darkness has tinged it and robbed it of its vibrancy. Mm. 
right? That's what we're saying. That's what's important. And that's what you're offering people. You're offering them hope when you step out and do this. Mm. It's our job is not to be their Holy Spirit, to not be their judge and jury. Our job is to be the the method in which God can introduce them to what the whole purpose of living really is. Mm, I like that. I like that. You know, so back to that, that same question, how shall saltiness be restored? Mm-hmm. Remove the sin. Remove the sin, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that kind of like a, a thought on that? Yeah. Like, remove that sin. Yeah. Um, look, we're sinners. <laughs> We are sinners. Look, I'm not sitting here looking out here to, to you know, all of all of the people that will see this or hear this and saying that, you know, I'm perfect because I'm so far from perfect. Um, and I need these verses just like anyone else does. And and I know Michelle does, too. I like I like what you're saying. I like it. It's just always that saltiness. Sometimes people don't like that saltiness. So <laughs> that might be a whole nother podcast. No, but, but it's like <laughs> that saltiness. It's it's um like we can sit there and say, okay, well, salt, you know, too much salt can be bad for you, and too much religious salt could be bad for you. Mm-hmm. But relational salt, truth in love, mm-hmm. salt. Somebody could sit there and be like, say it's overpowering. Oh, oh you know, you just always talk about the Bible. Or, you know, you're always you're always saying you're praying for me. Uh, okay, well, maybe we change that game up a little bit. We just keep praying for him. Just quit telling them. <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying we're not going to stop praying. We're not going right. to stop speaking truth. We're not going to stop, stop. We're not going to concede. We're not going to concede the truth so that I can make someone feel comfortable. Right. I think one of the greatest things that I have in my shop at, at work is they talk about everything. <laughs> like, Stuff that I don't even agree, I don't agree with, you know, because of my own belief system. Yeah. But what does that do? I, you know, I can sit there and be bitter and be like, you need to stop, talking, you know, stop talking about that stuff. No, I use it as an opportunity. I'm like, okay, you know, they're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about Jesus. I mean, look, we can use these opportunities to shine light. And and you know, when they sit in there like, and they get all whatever about politics or something, and you're like, well, but how are you speaking in that position? Aren't we supposed to love people? <laughs> are we supposed to give grace to people forgiveness because some of these guys have some background in christianity so it's like and so i'm the one that always kind of shuts the conversation down but i bring light to it because i think when we use biblical truth in conversation um doesn't have to be well man matthews you know in, in colossians 4 6 it says this and and you shoot verses at him but by your tone and the way that you react and the way that you com- compose yourself in conversation we can definitely definitely disarm things in ways because why it's not us mm-hmm. we're speaking biblical truth through normal conversation without dumbing down the salt levels yeah and that and that actually makes the atmosphere it's amazing i okay because I, I can get pretty y'all i'm pretty sometimes I'm hard-headed <laughs> and, and kind of like get raised up sometimes I can tell you that when I when I hit a situation with a godly perspective and a godly attitude and a biblical, you know, with biblical verbiage just pouring out, you know, it's like in that like, oh, yeah, you know, and just having compassion and having care, not necessarily agreeing and not agreeing, you know, in some cases, but it's like it diffuses so much faster. 
the atmosphere clears out so much faster because we're not walking into this atmosphere with our own power. We're working, walking into this atmosphere with his power. You know, it's not by my might or my power, but it's by the spirit, saith the Lord. I mean, that is a very important key to all this because when it, it reflects back, it doesn't reflect back to me. It reflects back to truth. Yeah. 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 I think. Like, funny enough, we've given them a lot to chew on yeah, <laughs> with we, we, all of the salt. Us. But just think, sit there and think about, like, what salt is. It's an enhancer, light, a brightener. So when you walk into a room, you don't always have to have that Bible right, verse. Let's say right. you don't know the Bible verses yet, but you know the joy of the Lord is your strength. Ooh, and you walk in, and it's like, how can I enhance the flavor of happiness, mm. joy, life, and how can I brighten this in, this atmosphere, this environment? How can I do that? And the key is to love them with the love of the Lord. And so if you don't know what that really looks like yet, it don't look like how the world does it. It might not even look like it might look how some mamas and papas do it. But there's a lot of mommies and daddies that, yeah, it, it doesn't look like that. As amazing as that love you might have felt, but like God's is better. Right, right? right. And so focus that like, what should I study in the word? Look at how God loves people. Mm. Right. And you'll learn so much. Mm, like um, and then the only other thought I had is I, I've, I've recently realized I was like, I like to say. Sinner is no longer my job description. It was before Christ. Right. right, right. So now I'm not a sinner anymore, but I do still sin. I can sin yeah, yeah. in the same way. Doctors practice medicine. That's the thing. But sometimes I put a Band-Aid on something, right? but I'm not a doctor. People don't come to me for that. That's not my expertise anymore. I have a different title now. And so I think hopefully you feel encouraged by this, y'all. I feel like we've gone through all these different vantage points to ah, come on. of how you can look at this and how you might be experiencing this in your life and how you can walk it out. And so I just hope you are encouraged. Nick's show's amazing, and you should just be binging on it to be encouraged and and hear that grounded salt and light that he peppers haha mm, into on. all the conversations <laughs> so that's what i've got yeah no I, I and we're gonna wrap that up on on that with the verse that would go with exactly what you just said yep and it's in colossians 4 6 it says let your speech be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person and that's it guys look Walk in light, man, salt and light. Watch salt and light, not sugar and cavities. Amen. 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 And I know that Nick is going to throw in an outro, but if you want to connect with us and let us know what a terrible job we did on <laughs> Nick's podcast this week, hit us up at the pantry That's how you can find us around the internet. Um, but it's been an honor to be talking to y'all today. So until Absolutely. the next time we do something with Nick. Yes. Bye. bye.